Ladies and gentlemen, Brandy J's podcast, a voice to be reckoned with, would like to thank you for making the right choice in choosing a podcast that moves a nation. And now, here she is in five, four, three, two, one. Hey there, everyone. You're tuning in with me, your host, Brandy J. For a voice to be reckoned with. And today we have a really good show. We have Rick Soderbeer here with us. And he is here to talk to us about making better choices. He is a relationship coach. And you don't want to miss this. I'm pretty sure we can all use a little something, you know, to, to make our lives, our relationship lives better, don't you think? And if not, maybe you know somebody that does. So. Why don't we just go ahead and tune in and welcome Rick Soderbear. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning back in. You're here with Brandy Jade, voice to be reckoned with. And I have here with me Rick Soderbear. He is a relationship coach and he is here to let us know what he does and uh, give us some really good info. Hey, Rick, are you there? I'm here, Brandy. How are you? I am well. How are you? I'm terrific. That sounds good. That sounds good. I'm so happy to have you here and thank you for joining me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's great to, great to talk to you. Thank you. Um, so, Rick, can you do us, do, me, do us a favor and can you please uh, let the listeners know um, as a relationship coach, what it is that you do? Sure. Um, in, in, the, in its simplest form, I work with singles to help them make better decisions about the people they date and the relationships they get into. And I got into this about seven or eight years ago. And uh, it, I had gone through a divorce and, and I was sitting, sitting back and just thinking about all the problems with that with my marriage and the mistakes that I made and the mistakes that my, that my ex made, it, it takes two to, takes two to tango, as they say. So, you know, when, when you point the finger at, at someone else, you've got three pointing back at you. So I obviously recognized that I made mistakes. And so that was kind of the, the ball that, or the, 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 the thing that got this whole ball rolling or the, the process rolling for me is sitting back and looking at, at what happened, how I could, what I could have done better, you know, what, what um, processes might have helped or, and what things wouldn't have helped. And um, to make a long story short, I, it, and to take a step back, I've been a student of self and relationship improvement for over 35, probably 36, 37 years now. And you oh, know, okay. even, even back then as I was going through my divorce, uh, and that was 10 years ago since I've been divorced, um, it's, I was recognizing all the things that, that, that I had done wrong. And, and I talked to people continually and even, you know, even today, I've talked to literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And we all tend to make the same mistakes. We get these blinders on or we're not paying attention to the relationship and, and seeing the 
seeing the red flags that come up. So that that kind of uh, that kind of prompted my my thinking. And at the time that in the news they were talking about you know the the, the rising level of divorce, and I thought you know there's got to be a way of figuring this out. And so. Um, to make a long story short, I ended up co-authoring a book on, on dating and relationships based on my experience, based on, on the studies that I've done and the research that I've done and, and the things that I was learning about myself. So it, it, it all kind of came together at, at about six or seven years ago, eight years ago, and, and here I am. Wow. Pretty, pretty awesome. And then this all came from, you know, you know, your own experience too. And so that's a, you know, that's a cool way that you processed everything too. And really took a step back to see what, instead of keep, I guess that's where the insanity probably broke. Like we just tried to see uh, what you could have done differently, you know? Well, you, I, I did look at what I could have done differently, you know, if, and I think most of us go through this if we're serious about figuring out what went wrong, I spent the next two years after my divorce, you know, thinking, could I have done something differently? What if I would have done that? What if, and, and beating myself up for not trying harder and, 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 you know, thinking, ah, I should have done this. I should, but in the end, uh, even, even to this day, I can talk to my ex for about uh, two minutes and then remember, yeah, that's why I'm divorced. <laughs> you know, so there, it, it, this was something that was inevitable. But, you know, and, 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 the, and, the, and, and don't misunderstand me. My ex and I had some really great times, you know, especially early on. Um, she gave me a great daughter, and, and, which I wouldn't have had had I not been in this relationship or you know, in this marriage. So, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't bash my ex and I can't bash that marriage. You know, there were, we ended up with problems and as, as, as many folks do, and they were problems that we just couldn't work out. So, um, and, and I'm never, if you're married and listening, I'm never a proponent of divorce. You know, if there are ways to work things, work things out, um, I've seen God work miracles in relationships and, oh, yeah. and, yeah. Um, and, and bring people together again. It, I just couldn't find that. And um, so, you know, we, we parted ways and, and it was, it was a process of, 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 of learning and growing. But you know, when I was getting, when I was separated and, and looking at getting back into the dating world, I thought, ah, this is going to be a piece of cake. I'm going to going to get divorced nine months after I'm out of my divorce. I'm going to be with my soulmate, and and you know the world is going to go on, and it's going to be all unicorns, butterflies, and rainbows. <laughs> and I'm ten years divorced now, so obviously I had a few things to learn along the way. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. So okay. So that's how you became. Um, okay, a coach and everything, and so right. what would you say, uh, what is your, um, you find that's your age bracket that you, you work with, that you help? Well, generally, my, my target market is, is age 40 to 40 and above, really, um, but the, the information that I teach, and, and the reason I, I'm, I'm, I focus on that market 
Um, because I was a financial advisor and that was also my target market is the 40 and above. And I found that for me, those folks are easier to work with. But that being said, everything that I teach is applicable from 18 to 80. And so it's, it's a, uh, I teach just a very basic uh, fundamental fundamental principles of dating and relationships and, and how to make them work. Because as I was going through and, and go getting my divorce um, and working through my first couple of years of being, being single, uh, I recognized that, that, that I can look back at the first couple of months that I was, that I was dating my ex and I can go back and see the red flags back then you know, just early on in that, in that relationship, but we get so wrapped up in, in infatuation and raging hormones that we, we ignore the red flags. And yeah. so in, in teaching, in, in teaching folks, whether you're, you're, you're 18 or you're 80, uh, we have to be able to step back from that infatuation and, and the raging hormones, because we all know, you know, the, that those take over and, and yeah. it's Katie bar the door. <laughs> yeah. So true. So. so true. I mean, but like, how does one know what the, you know, cause I had, okay. So I had a friend use this, say this to me the other day, we we're talking about something and she said, well, Brandy, she's like, how, how do you talk, talk to somebody that doesn't know their sleep? It was like a, me- we were talking about like delivering a message to somebody. And she said it that way. Like some people, you know, don't know that they're asleep because they need to be waking up, you know? Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, that's a good one. Like some people don't know. So I say that because how do you always know that that is a red flag? It would be our normal uh, hue, you know, that comes with us, our instinct that says this isn't right. Or like, what sure. if you don't know that's a red flag? <laughs> well, and, and here's, here's, here's how I approach that. That's a great question, Brandy. Um, what I do is I teach one of the one of the fundamentals of of dating and 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 looking for your your soulmate, and and I'll and let me stop here for just a second. I truly believe in soulmates, um, and whether you believe in soulmates or not, I believe they exist, and and we have multiple. But in the course of our conversation, even in my book we inter- interchangeably use the term extraordinary relationship and soulmate. So they're, they're, I, I look at them as one and the same. So if your audience, you know, if you're listening, um, you, if you don't believe in soulmates, we'll talk about it as an extraordinary relationship. But to, to get back to the question, I, I teach everyone that we have to go back to the very basics. We have to be crystal clear about what we want in a relationship. When and and it if we don't know it, it's like any other goal in life. You know, we know when we want to retire. We know what kind of car we want to buy. We know what kind of house we want to live in. We shop. We we do. We know what kind of TV we want to buy or what kind of computer. We do research. We think about these things. We say, what do I want it to do? What and you need to do the same thing with a relationship. And I know that sounds really analytical and it probably is, but if you start going out and, and dating without knowing exactly what you want, you're going to end up in, in relationship after relationship after relationship and have no clue why they're not working out. What I, and what I found is that, that 
when you are focused, when you make a, your list of must-haves, and your must-haves I define as those characteristics that are non-negotiable to you in a relationship. These are non-negotiable. Sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. I, I apologize. I forgot to turn my phone off. Um, the and and if if there's something that would be nice to have, that goes on a separate list. These the the, the must-haves are are a list of non-negotiable characteristics, and then you and they need to be written in a positive format. And the reason they need to be written in a positive format is science shows us that you get what you focus on. And if, if I told you to, uh, if, if we're talking about looking for, for somebody to date and more often than not, I'll have people come up and tell me, well, I don't want a smoker. Well, what's the first thing, what's the first picture that comes to mind? Somebody sitting there smoking. Hmm. So when you focus on, you know, when that's, the, when that's the, 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 the picture you're giving your brain, that's what you're going to find. And I've had people come up to me in workshops and say, Rick, I swear, I, I would never date a smoker. And I ended up dating one for five years. And he promised, he'd keep, he promised me time and again that he'd quit. And he never quit. Well, that's because you were focusing on no smokers. And so when you create your must-have list, you should, you should uh, phrase it in the positive. And in the case of a smoker, must be smoke-free. You know, so you could, it's, it's very easy to flip some of the negatives into a positive. In fact, I was dating, a, I, I just started dating a woman and we were going through my list of must-haves. And I got to the last one, which was must be smoke-free. She looked at me and said, what kind of smoke? <laughs> And so we both instantly knew right there it was over because I'm just not into drugs. And I'm not, I've, I'm not making any statement about positive or negative about drugs. It's just not in my life and not in my wheelhouse. So, you know, it, it, when, you, when you share these things, it opens up, the, uh, opens up the conversation to a lot of different topics. But anyway, and then you have to have your, your, your list of must-haves or excuse me, deal breakers. And though that should be a relatively short list. You know, it, you know, for mine, I can list there basically three things, cats, tats, and porn. Mm -hmm. um, no cats, no tattoos, no pornography. So it's, it's pretty <laughs> simple. Um, and, and the reason you want to have those lists is because what, just like you, we were talking about, uh, how do you know? Well, when, you, when you're with somebody that you're really attracted to, there may be some great physical attraction. There may even be some intellectual connection. Uh, you can step back from the, from the infatuation and raging hormones of that, that budding relationship and say, okay, does he have this? Does she have that? Does he have this? Does she have that? And, and if, if, there's, if there's anything missing on your list, and you're not going to find it out all out on your first date, but you can see, or, or even the first couple of dates, it'll take some time depending on how long your list is. Uh, but you can start just in average conversation or, or just casual conversation. You can find out a lot about somebody, what they like, what they don't like. What was your favorite vacation? How do you get along with your family? What was, you know, do you have pets? You can find out all these things you know, in, in very short order. And you can start looking at your list and saying, well, 
he has everything that I'm looking for and none of my deal breakers. And you can usually figure this out in the first 30 days. And that at that point, you can say, yeah, he's worth or she's worth pursuing further. Or you can look at it and, and maybe in the first couple of dates say, nope, this isn't going to work. And so that's, that's how you really address the, the, but how do you know? Because yeah. that, because you have the things that, 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 that the list of things you're looking for. And when you start working on your must have list, you'll go through and say, oh, I've got to have this, 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 and this. And you say, okay, that's the list. Well, no, it's not. Because what you're going to do is you're going to hear a song. You're going to, you're going to be in a restaurant. You're going to be somewhere. You're going to do something. Say, oh, or somebody's going to say something. Oh, I want that on my, in, in my next relationship. So your list will continually grow. And as you date, you're going to meet people that aren't the right fit for you, but you're going to meet, you're going to find characteristics that say, oh, you know, I like that he opened the door for me. I like that he was a gentleman. Or I liked that she dressed for me. Or, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, I, I like that she cooked for me. And, you know, you, it, whatever, whatever characteristic you find, you can add that to your list. And so um, hmm. it, 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 the list, and, and they have to be written. They have to be either, either, and I always encourage people to handwrite the list because there's just something about the, the, uh, the deepening of the, of the desire when it's handwritten. We can type it yeah. out. But it, there's, there's just something about, uh, um, it, it gets more ingrained into us when, we, when it's handwritten. So uh, hmm. that's, that's kind of a long answer to a short question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I, uh, good, because I, I was really in tune when I was listening. You see, I was quiet, right? <laughs> I, say, no, I was supposed to be, so you could talk, but I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I you could have been sitting there rolling your eyes. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like taking it in. I'm like, hmm. Oh, well, good. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay, this is my question. Um, how, uh, I'm sorry, because I was so, I really was so like applying that to myself that, <laughs> you know, I forgot I was the host for a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and, 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 and that's a good thing, uh, Brandy. It, 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 this whole conversation should be, should be uh, getting you to think, getting your audience to think. And, you know, what is it that I really want in a relationship? Because, again, like I said a few minutes ago, when we start diving into relationships and go out, go out and start dating, most people, I would guess 90 to 95% don't know what they want. Now that same 90 or 95% can tell me exactly what they don't want. But it's, it, so finding what you do want doesn't necessarily mean you're looking for the opposite of what you don't want. So there's, there's, there's a lot of work to do this, to do this right. And the, and part of the point of doing this, this whole exercise, and it takes a little bit of time, but you have to think about the fact that uh, most of you, most of your listeners, uh, 
most of you are going to want are, are, are going to be looking for a lifetime relationship. And I contend coming from the financial planning world that most people spend more time planning a vacation than they do than they do retirement, much less than they do thinking about a about their next relationship or a relationship that's going to last a lifetime. You know, we we kind of stumble through life and and hope we trip up the trip across the the uh, the the person of our dreams. And unfortunately, most of us end up settling for for less than extraordinary for for any number of reasons. It could be that that um, we we get into this relationship and we've been in there two, three, four years and say, yeah, this isn't a great relationship. But number one, I might not find anyone better. I don't want to start looking again. Um, he's okay. He treats me okay. Uh, you know, there could be any, but it, it's still, you're, you're settling for less than extraordinary. And I, I, I propose that, that we all can have extraordinary if we just want to take the time and, and the, make the effort to find extraordinary. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, very much so. Very much so. That's pretty awesome, actually. Wow. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was going to say, then I thought about it before I said it, but uh, I was going to ask you originally, when you get somebody, a client, and you work with them, have you, nine times, I'm pretty sure almost 10 times out of 10, there's somebody that have always been making the, the, bad choices when it comes to relationships versus have you ever gotten anybody that they just started that that they came to you fresh kind of like teach me because I don't you know they haven't even started yet but then you said age 40 you know on up so that would mean they've already been <laughs> yeah they have figure out what they're doing wrong <laughs> yeah and, and I don't get I don't get many younger folks because they tend to think they've got all the answers. Um, they're too busy doing what they do and uh, rarely have the rarely have the, well, for lack of better terms, the common sense to ask for guidance or coaching or mentoring, as That's it were. <laughs> and you know. Think about when you were 15, 18, 20 years old. How much did your parents really know? I mean, come on. <laughs> and, you know, the older, the older we get, we, you know, get into our 30s and our 40s. Doggone it, our parents are smart. How did that happen? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, when we get to that point, then, then I think it's, it's, um, that's where that's where people start coming to me. You know, they they recognize the mistakes that they've made. And you know, when you look at the 18, 20, 22, 23, 25 year olds getting married today, you know, they they are so overwhelmed with infatuation and 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 raging hormones that you can talk to them till you're blue in the face because they know that this is the one. Right. They know that they're going to make this work. They, but I love you. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but I love, that's a great line. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it's, it's only when, when the infatuation wears off a couple of years later that they say, yeah, I don't quite love him. 
<laughs> if they ever did, huh? <laughs> well, it's, it's 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 more infatuation and hormones than 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 real love, and that's when the hard work starts. And yeah. that's that's why I promote you know doing the hard work up front because. Uh, in 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 everything that I've studied in my own relationship in my experience with working in in working with people, I've discovered that you know we 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 don't do the hard work up front. We we settle for a, a an okay relationship, and then ten years, fifteen years, twenty years down the road, life life throws curves ball curveballs at us, and and you know. It, we we get stressed and they put stress on the relationship and we don't um, you know then we have to start working on a broken relationship and what i what i contend is that if we do the hard work up front up front we find that right person and uh you know all the pieces fit up front there's going to be tough times on the back end of the relationship. There's going to be, you know, because again, life happens. Somebody's going to lose a job. Somebody's going to get sick. Somebody's going to, somebody's going to pass away. Um, you know, and any number of other things that put stress in, in, in our lives. And when you're with the right person, you're going to, when you're with your soulmate or you're in that extraordinary relationship, you're going to have a partner uh, that's that's there to help you. They're they're going to lift you up when you're down, and and you're going to lift them up when they're down. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Never am I going to say that it's going to be easy. Um, I'm not promoting rainbows, butterflies, and unicorns here. You know, it it just. But when you're with the right person, um, you've got a mate that's going to be working with you, and you're not always going to agree, but you're going to. Um, you're going to have common goals and, and values and you're going to continue to fight for those things. And, and um, you know, sometimes one of us has got to get slapped upside the head and knocked back into, into reality, you know, and, and uh, but that's, that's all part of making the relationship work. And it's much easier to do it when you have somebody that's on your side as opposed to somebody that's fighting you all the way. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. So what would you say that, um, I'm just way too into this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you just see me, I'm just like, I'm a, I just lit, got my like hand on my chin. I'm just sitting here, I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I really was taking all this in. I'm really like thinking here, I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, and just think if you're doing that, hopefully your listeners are doing that too. I hope so, guys. Take this in. Come on. <laughs> we Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So this is what I want to say. Okay. So now some people just luck up and, or they just luck up, get their soulmate, and then it's, they don't have problems. They, they, they make it. Or mm -hmm. either, what, what, what percentage, or what would you say most, would you say ha are with, with their, their settling versus you know because it seems like most of the time you have to learn these things to make you know to actually find this you know this type of uh this type of relationship you know what I mean but there are a lot of stories where you some people they get married you know and then they like make it all the way until you know until you know right their elderly age and stuff and I don't know if that always means that they were perfect they could you know they could have been that couple too that uh 
settled and just like just rolled it on out and just never really you know they just dealt with stuck with it because they didn't want to try anything new so i wonder what what percentage do you think that really are people that are together and they're meant to be together versus together and they just didn't know how to like go out and and you know it's settled yep does that make sense yeah absolutely i know exactly where you're going um, of the and, and and let me back up with a couple of statistics here. Uh, about sixty percent of first marriages last; they survive. And of those that survive, about eighty-five percent are mediocre to just okay. So there's about of of that sixty percent of marriages, only about fifteen percent are happy soulmate type relationships. Wow. Wow. When you boil that down into all marriages, that's somewhere around 12%, you know, that of of 10 to 12% of of couples that end up happily married. For the the first time they got married. From the time they got married, yeah. And it doesn't mean, again, it doesn't mean they didn't go through through hard times or go through troubles, but they were with a partner. They were with their, their um, they were with that person that's, that's, that's there to, to uh, build them up and, and, and try to fight for the, for the relationship or for the marriage. And, you know, when you're in a mediocre, a mediocre marriage, you stay because it's it, it in all reality it's comfortable. You know, it's never hard or it's never easy to number one try to improve the marriage. But you know, it it's well that's who I am or that's who she is or that's who he is. And you know, I just have to excuse me, I just have to accept that. And I, you know, and yeah, you're married, so there are ways of trying to improve it, but odds are that that it's not going to improve unless both of you are willing to work on it. So, uh, and, and that goes back to what I said a little bit ago is why it's so important to spend time up front and not, not dive into relationships just because you're lonely or just because you want to have a man with you or just because you want to have a woman in your life. That is the worst reason because yeah. what you'll end up doing is you'll end up spending a year, two years, five years. I can't tell you the number of people that I've talked to over the years that have been in a, in a relationship. They know they need to leave. They know it's not the right marriage or not the, and not marriage, but not the right relationship. And they end up sticking around and, and, you know, you know, five years down the road, then they're finally deciding, yeah, I've just wasted five years. You know, and, and I, I just, it just breaks my heart when I hear those stories because, and I can, I can almost guarantee you, you can go back to the first 30 days and say, yeah, I started seeing the red flags. It wasn't, you know, he had some really great qualities or she had some really good qualities, but it wasn't all there. The whole package wasn't there. And that's why it's so important to have your must have and deal breaker list so you can step back out of that infatuation and be an adult. And that's, that's, you know, so many of us don't want to be adults and take responsibility. We just want it to magically happen. And it doesn't. 
you know, we have to, we have to have the adult conversations and, and, and if you've got problems, you need to say, John, this is, this is how I'm feeling when this happens. Uh, you know, it, it makes me, it, 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 it makes me embarrassed or it, it hurts my feelings or, you know, whatever, whatever's happening, you have these adult conversations and if it can't be remedied, then you say, you know, John, it's time, it, it's time for us to part ways. You know, you're a, you're a good man or Jane, you're a good woman. Uh, but it, it, this isn't the right relationship for me. And it's not fair to either one of us uh, for us to be, to, to, to not be in an extraordinary relationship. And it's really that simple. That's the conversation you need to have to, to be able to walk away. And it's always hard. Don't misunderstand me. There, it's always hard to, to walk away from a relationship that you've spent time in. Even if it's only been, you know, four or five, six months, it can be difficult. Uh, so you, we need to, but we need to be the adults. We need to step up. And if you're recognizing this isn't right for me, you can't live on the, on the fact that, oh, I don't want to hurt his feelings. You know, I, it, oh, I just don't want to hurt him. He's a nice guy. Well, too damn bad. You know, you don't, who controls your feelings? You do. You know, you don't control his feelings or he doesn't control yours. If he, if, if he does, you're giving him that power or her that power. And that gets into a whole, whole conversation about um, toxic relationships, codependency, those types of things, which we're not going to go down that rabbit hole today. <laughs> <laughs> So, Rick, what would what would you say um, is a like? I guess the dating period. What what would be too too long or long enough, if that makes sense, before someone knows that it's not going? Say, for instance, if you you know you know you date and then you decide to make it official, like how long would one know that that's they've been waiting too long or like that red flag, like? No, this isn't going anywhere. You know, maybe maybe someone's telling you like, "Oh, it's, it's not time yet. We, I'm not ready yet," or you know what I mean. Like, how do you know that that's not just something that is being told to you, or just you know, to maybe keep you uh, at a distance? Or if if you're serious, how do you know they're serious or not? Like, when is it time for someone to say, "Okay, let's take it to the next level," or or let's not? Well, I, it, it, it's hard to put a, it's, it's hard to put a certain time frame on there. Uh, I think in the first 30 days, you can determine whether somebody's worth pursuing further or not. Mm-hmm. Then I think uh, when you get to about a six to nine month point, you need to be having a conversation, you know, uh, probably by six months, you need to be having a conversation. Are we serious? Are we a couple? Where are we going with this relationship? And if you're not getting, if you're, if you're not getting a, a satisfactory response or you're getting put off, then I think it's time to start evaluating and putting a, start setting a time limit. Okay. Um, you know, I'll give it another three months and we'll, we'll do this, you know, we'll revisit this or, you know, we'll, we'll finish out the year and, and, but I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of, of waiting. If, if somebody's not willing to, to, to commit to you, 
I think it's time to very seriously examine the relationship. You know, look at your must-have list and your deal-breaker list. Is every, are all the must-haves there? Are there none of the deal breakers present? And, and, and it does take some time to, to, spot, to spot some of the deal breakers. You know, um, a, a, bad, um, a bad temper might not show up every day. It, it, it may only show up when somebody's had a bad day at work or somebody's had a tough day in traffic or whatever it is. Uh, and, and, you know, so that sometimes those things don't show up until something major happens, you know, a family member gets sick or dies and, and then you get to see what real stress looks like or how they handle real stress. Um, but there, then, you know, you, you need to examine the relationship that you've got. Do you have an intellectual connection? Do you have a spiritual connection? Um, and spiritual is, is, is important you know, whether, whether you're Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, agnostic, atheist, I truly believe you need to be with somebody that's similar to you. Yeah. Because, because you, 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 that's going to be a hurdle down the road somewhere. Right yeah. now you can say, oh no, it's no problem. I don't mind, you know, but eventually it becomes a problem. And the stories that I've heard, especially from women, that the guy tells her, yeah, I like to go to church and yada, yada, yada. And then they start going to church together and pretty soon they've moved in together. And all of a sudden he's not going to church as often. He's got something else to do. Pretty soon he's not going to church at all. And she's alone again in church. And that's, you know, if you're not sharing, if you're not sharing a common spirituality, it doesn't mean you need to be in the same place um, on, your, on your spiritual journey. It just means you need to be moving in the same direction. Yeah. Um, and, and so, um, and, and again, if you're agnostic or, or atheist, be with an atheist. Don't try to, don't try to force a Christian to be with an atheist. It, it just, it <laughs> isn't going to. That's just insanity right there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's just asking for trouble. So. All kind um, of arguments and debate just not going to, just, uh, that's a mess. <laughs> that's exactly right. So, and, and, and so it's, it's so important to have that spiritual connection then an emotional connection and that develops over time the emotional connection is kind of like the glue that that holds all the other components together you know it's it's um it's liking one another it's spending time with each other it's it's um um you know liking to be in somebody's presence and you know and and just looking forward to getting home to them and you know, being able to share your day and listen to their day, and and um, then then you've got the physical connection. And there's a, a, a two components to that. There's there's obviously physical intimacy, which at least if you're a guy, you're going to the sex part of it. <laughs> but there's there's more to it than just just physical intimacy. There's there's physical appearance. We want to be. Uh, men and women alike want to be attracted to our partners. Yeah. And so, you know, we have to have that connection. Then I firmly believe we have to be able to speak this, or we have to speak similar love language. We don't have to. Um, if you've ever written, written, if you've ever read the book, 
the five love languages. I think it's, if you haven't, it's a great book to read. Uh, and one of the things that I realized after I read that book is my, my ex-wife and I had completely different love languages. And uh, uh, mine are physical touch and acts of service. And hers were primarily gifts and quality time. And now, as a financial advisor, I spent a lot of a lot of time at the office working with clients. So we didn't always have the quality time. And gifts are just. I tell the story in my in my workshops that that I remember as a boy um, at Christmas time walking down the main street of my of my hometown and just struggling to figure out what I should get my mother for Christmas. And it was sheer torture to me <laughs> because she wouldn't tell me. Oh, and it was, and it was that line of, Oh, whatever you get me is fine. <laughs> you know, uh, and, but no, you can't do that to me. That's not my, and, and now I know that's not my language. You have to tell me, take me by the hand and show me and write it out and I'll go get it or I'll write you a check and you can get whatever you want, but gifts are, no, but, and that doesn't mean I can't give gifts. And I'm sorry, I get, I get really wound up about this. So. <laughs> it's quite all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can, you know, I, it, and Brandy, if, if you, you and I were close friends or, uh, if you and I were dating, we would, I'd walk down the street and I could see something. Oh, you know, that reminds me of Brandy. I'd like to get that. I can do that. You know, but when it comes to, uh, when it comes to uh, birthdays, anniversaries, uh, holiday, you know, Christmas and, you know, whatever it is, it's like, oh, geez, just, just tell me what you want. <laughs> you know, because this is torture to me. So anyway, to make a long story short, my ex and I had different love languages. And I contend that if, if you really want a strong relationship and to, and it, for, to have it turn into a, a strong marriage, you need to speak similar love languages. You know, your top two can be flip-flopped or you might have, um, you might be compatible with each of one of your top two and then you know, a, a couple of the others thrown in, uh, but you've got to have a couple of compatible love languages because it's so difficult to try to learn. I, and I, I liken it to, we're born in, in, in the United States. We speak English. If we were to move to France, can we learn the language? Absolutely. Can you become fluent in it? Not for a long <laughs> time. <laughs> so, you know, you, and, and you have to be immersed in that and you have to focus on on, on speaking that language continually. And to me, that's a struggle. And my whole point is that we want to take as many of the struggles out of, out of our path. We want to take the roadblocks out of our way. And so that's why all of these things are important to find in that relationship. And if, if you're looking at, at you know, uh, six months, nine months, and looking for that commitment, you need to be looking at all of those things and seeing if that's if those things are there, and if they aren't, and he's hedging or she's hedging, um, then you should be saying, "Yeah, okay, this this was fun, but it's 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 time to move on." Uh, or you know, it's you know, if everything is there, then you if they're still hedging, you say, "Well, you know, I'll give it a little more time, but if you know, if we're not ready to move forward and 
you know, three months or six months, then, you know, I'm out. So, um, and I, I'm just that direct. And I think we, you know, if, if, and, and I know it's hard for a lot of people to be that direct. Yeah. But I think if, if we stand up and think about what we truly want in a relationship, and if we truly understand what we're looking for in a relationship, then we can, we can start making better decisions about who we're dating and why we're staying in relationships. And, 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 you know, in the end, if it's not working, have the adult conversation and say, Brandy, you know, I love you, but this relationship is missing something for me. And it doesn't make any difference how hard we try to make it work. There's still something components here that are missing or pieces that are missing and it's never going to be a strong relationship for me totally and i can't do that to you you know you deserve better than that and you know you're not a bad person i doesn't make me a bad person it just makes us real we both deserve extraordinary so let's let's just part ways and go out and find our extraordinary Mm. Yeah, that's that's some deep stuff there. <laughs> yeah. you no, know, you know, because you, you know, didn't think this like, was going that deep, did you? <laughs> no, I, I'm 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 love, I'm liking it though, you know, because you know <laughs> I, I'm doing that, you know, and I'm really like taking it in, and and hopefully everybody else will and, and listen and take you know and applying it to you know to myself and uh you know and um I could say that I guess I have some of the things I've probably been aware of or looked at but possibly turned a blind eye to because i didn't want to you know accept the truth or i was scared to know you know what i mean just kind of you know just probably uh, because if i really a person looked at it they'd realize that it's not the right one you know what i mean and so then that's how you kind of get stuck so you know (laughs) yeah we and, and and we we hate to admit it's it's not the right one and yeah um you know i've i've had to have the conversation with with several women over the years and I just had somebody have that conversation with me you know we dated for about four or five months off you know it just in it it was it was a weird relationship but she finally said you know Rick you know I I enjoy you I enjoy spending time I enjoy our dates but I just don't see this this relationship as 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 a relationship that's going to go long into the future for me. You're just not the guy that I see in my future. And while that stung, I appreciated the fact that, you know, she ended it now. And rather than going, you know, a year, two years down the road and then saying, yeah, this isn't it. You know, let's move on. Let's go do our thing. You know, and yeah. so, and it, it, and, and it, you know, it, and it's never easy. It's never fun. But when you when you learn how to do it, it 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 takes a lot of the sting out of it. It takes a lot of the pain out of it, especially if you're the one doing doing the the breaking up or the the asking to move on. Um, you know, because we all get nervous and the butterflies and knots in our stomach. Is, oh, how is he going to react or how is she going to react? And if you if you approach it like an adult, odds are they're going to take it like an adult. And if they don't, and this is an important thing for, for, for everybody to understand, if they don't take it well, 
if they start attacking you or if they start start saying, well, you just don't know what you're missing. You don't know what you're giving up and yada, yada. Then you know right then and there. Yeah. <laughs> the right decision. So that's, that's you know, and, 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 and those conversations, like I said, are never easy to have, but they're so important. Yeah. Very much so. Wow. Well, let's just say, okay, so for this to even happen, to be able to, uh, for two people to put these things into action, I guess there, there would be some things that are on both parts that would have to happen for them to know if it's going to work. Like, for instance, you have to spend some time together. It can't be like, I see you every once in a while. You actually have to have conversations and you know what I mean? To, to really, but then again, if those things aren't even happening much, I guess that is out of reflect too. That is, that's a, that's a great question. Um, and I've been having this conversation with a couple of people, uh, especially on Facebook, there's been a couple of questions out there about long distance dating and long distance relationships. And, and um, there are some very, dis and, and I'll use long distance, um, but it, you know, you can live across I don't, I don't know how big um, San Diego is. I, I know it's a big city, you know, yeah. but I don't know how long it takes you to get across town. Um, but if you're not spending, if you're in that close of proximity and you're not spending, uh, you know, quite a bit of time together, um, if you're not spending quite a bit of time on the phone together or, or on Skype or FaceTime or uh, those types of things, there's something there that should be a red flag. That uh, if you're if it's a long distance relationship, obviously that throws in some hurdles. And long distance relationships, I I I believe there can be some some actually some distinct advantages because you can spend time on Skype, on FaceTime, on the phone, talking to somebody and getting to know them uh, before you introduce the physical contact. And when I mean physical contact, I mean being in each, in each other's presence, being in close proximity. Because what happens is when you get in, 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 in close proximity, then the hormones start kicking in and, and um, you know, you can, you can, you start interacting and it's very easy to, to get physical, you know, for the, for the sex to come into play. And, and if, if sex is introduced too quickly into a relationship and just for the record, sex should be um, marriage and beyond, but, Reality says that uh, that eighty, what is it, eighty-five or ninety percent of people are going to have, uh, eighty percent of people are going to be in bed by the eighth date. So, uh, mm. you know, I, I recognize there's some realities there, uh, but the longer you hold off on 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 sleeping with somebody, the more you're going to learn about. And for those of you that that are are quick to jump into bed, how many times have you met someone? slept with them and it doesn't necessarily mean the first date maybe maybe the fourth fifth sixth date and then you know the relationship goes for a little bit and then all of a sudden boom you wake up and say oh man i wish we wouldn't have slept together and you know it it's i can i can i can just see the hands going up in your audience right now just <laughs> yeah, i've been there why does that happen <laughs> And it's because we don't we don't spend enough time getting to know our partner. 
Yeah. Um, and that's, that's where, that's where a long distance relationship can come into play because you can talk, you can talk and get to know what their favorite color is, what their birthday is. You can get to know, you know, what their politics and religion are. You can get to know, um, you can get to know you know, how, what their day was like. You can, and if, if it's the right relationship, you can talk about anything and everything. You know, you can talk yeah. about the weather, you can talk about cooking, you can talk about, um your favorite hobbies or sports or you know what went on with your kids or grandkids or you know all the all of these other all of these topics and conversations without without being in close proximity and and letting the hormones take over but the 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 disadvantage is you have to be able to spend time together because we all have habits and idiosyncrasies that that may drive you absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about this yesterday on a on another podcast that, you know, it, it might be that that, you know, how you put the toilet paper roll on the on the holder or um, where you squeeze the tube of toothpaste from. And those <laughs> are silly examples. But you know, and, and you can live with those up front, and, but they may drive you absolutely crazy down the road. And you know, and, and I was asked about opposites. Do opposites attract? Well, they do for a short period of time. And then they start driving each other nuts because the things you thought were cute and funny and, and different from anybody that you've ever dated before are the things that are going to drive you nuts in a couple of years. So, uh, so if you think that opposites attract, you're right. But they'll also historically, statistically, those relationships last about five years. So, wow. So, good stuff. Okay. <laughs> Man, I wandered down all kinds of rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I know we're getting close here, but I just want to ask you: um, out of all the people you've worked with, have you had? Uh, is there one that you could think of in general that was a uh, like a, a complete success story that possibly ended in like marriage or, or engagement? Or yeah, I've had several of those that that um, you know just just working with with a variety of different people. I've had a I've had I've had successes and I've 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 had failures too and. Um, the, 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 uh, there have been more successes than failures, but the, the, the one that actually comes to mind is a failure that a woman, a friend of mine came to me and said, well, this, this, um, this guy I'm dating, he's an alcoholic and he's living in my basement. You know, we're living there. She had a two story house and he was living in the basement and, you know, what do I do? And I said, well, you got to get rid of them because she's, she doesn't drink. And, and, um, it was really tearing her up. And I said, you got to get rid of them. You got to get your friends to come and help move them out. And she said, okay. And she's in tears. And, um, six months later, I see that she had gotten married to the guy. Oh no. Yeah. What would she do and, that for? Well, she thought she could change him. Uh. You know, he played all the right cards and said, oh, you know, I'll change, I'll stop, and yada, yada, yada. And the reality is it continued to get worse. And in less than 18 months, she was divorced. And she came back to me and said, Rick, this is what happened. And 
and and and and at the time I didn't beat her up. I mean, uh, mentally about it and saying, "I told you." <laughs> that was what I was thinking. I yeah, told soon, you this soon. wasn't going to work. <laughs> and and now she's on a she's on a much better path. And and uh, she and I have talked about her dates subsequently, and 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 the the guys she she dates from time to time, and and she's she's much much better focused on what she's looking for in a relationship, and much more focused on on uh, having that extraordinary relationship and not settling. So that's, while that's a failure on the one hand, it's a success on the other because she, she had, a, she, she had to, she had to go through that process. Yeah. She had to, um, she had, she had to learn it the hard way. And, yeah. and it, to and actually it, get it. Yeah. Yeah she, yeah. she had to get it. She had to get it deep in her soul. And as hard as it was for her to learn that lesson, it was a lesson she had to learn. And, and no matter what I said, I could not, uh, I could not beat that into her. So you know that was that's one of my my. On on the one hand, it's kind of it, it is a failure that that she she ignored the advice and and followed her. Followed her heart, even though in her in her head she knew that this was this was not good. Um, but then I've had several that 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 I've coached and and have known that have gone on to get married, and uh, are very happily married. So awesome. So it it but it you 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 have to, um, and and even some of the success stories are not have not necessarily gotten married, but they've stayed out of bad relationships, and I think that's as important as anything in this process is to keep yourself out of bad relationships, keep yourself out of the toxic relationships to, yeah, um, because if you're in the wrong relationship and even if it's just okay, you're not emotionally and physically available for that extraordinary relationship when it comes along. Yep. So that, you know, I, I, I hope that was a decent enough answer. Um, oh yes, you know, definitely. It, it, it's it's it, like I said, it's it's probably just as important rather than the marriage end of it. It's it's being being able to keep yourself out of the toxic relationships, the 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 mediocre or just okay relationships. Save yourself for the for extraordinary, and they and it takes longer to excuse me. It takes longer to find extraordinary, but you know nothing nothing great in this life is ever easy no surely isn't so you know so you know put in that effort extra effort up front so that you can have the great or the extraordinary down the road wow that's a, that's a big one I, I really do hope that everybody um takes this in and like really just uh you know especially i mean the times we're having right now it's like you know, it just shows you how quick life is can just change in in, in a second, like in a week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know absolutely! I mean? In in a matter of a couple of days. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> just live, just, just do it. You know what I mean? Do it. Just you know, I think so many people live, like you said, in fear, and then they don't want to try anything. They would just want to get because it's comfortable. And I always had this theory: like, if it's, if you're comfortable, that means you're. Uh, if you get too comfortable in a situation, that means that you're not. That's, 
I forgot what I used to say, but I just it was a way to saying like, well, you're comfortable with something because you you should always be striving to do better or be better. You know what I mean? You shouldn't just be like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> and, and that and, and brandy that that opens up a whole new rabbit hole for me because i think in 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 in, in my last two blogs i talked about what what this this week yesterday or uh well um i can't say that <laughs> depending on where depending on when this airs um i think to, to uh, today or tomorrow I'm striving for tonight because I told some people about this. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Well, then in that case, Thursday of this week, uh, <laughs> in my blog, it was it was um, uh, the ten things women look for in men, and last week it was the eight things that men look for in women. And one Ooh. of the things that crossed over was intelligence, and intelligence is sexy. It is it's one of those things that that I have never met a woman that didn't love an intelligent guy. It's true. I love it. (laughs) You gotta be. (laughs) That's what I'm looking for is an intelligent woman. Somebody that, that for lack of better terms, somebody that gets it, somebody that gets me and understands me and not everybody's going to get me and, and not everybody, everybody's going to get you. But you know, when you find somebody that gets you, that's, that's yeah. that's pretty incredible but it, it but all the other components have to have to fall in and yeah, the, the point here is that men love intelligent women too so you can't stop learning you need to keep reading learning yeah. and if you don't like to read good lord grab a cd <laughs> you know, book on cd or audible or you know just and that you can pop yeah. in the in the player in your car or um in your in your uh earbuds when you're on your phone when you're out walking or jogging or running or or just out and about you can fill your head with a lot of great information and mm-hmm. read some for read some for knowledge and read some for pleasure yeah. and it it's it's just it yeah. makes you so much more well-rounded it when does. when when you do that um and it just yeah. makes you so much more attractive to the opposite sex you know, I, lo- I love intelligence. Like nothing does. I tell people, like, you know, how I can look at somebody and think that they're possibly like, why does, you know, maybe she's appealing and sexy, but for some reason men are not registering that with uh, intelligence. So you're probably like wondering, like I've tried this and that and I st- she still won't, you know what I mean? Look my way or she's not giving me the time of day. And, you know, like for mm-hmm. me, I-, I call myself and someone like I'm an intellect, you know what I mean? Like I might, mm-hmm have those looks like, uh, I'm not, you know, where, you know, I'm a, I'm a woman, just like a, a woman, you know, yeah. but at the same time, that doesn't mean that just cause I, I'm attractive or sexy, whatever, that that's not what really gets me, whatever they're doing over there. I like intellectual conversations and I, I read and I'm always like talking about something that if you can't get, if you can't talk to me about something besides the basic stuff, like what happened on TV last night or, or Sports, you know what I mean, like hunting and fishing. Or... Yeah, like like life. <laughs> like, what's the purpose? Like, what's your purpose? And like, who you are. We get down to the core of people, and you know, yeah. it's just I don't know. Where you could just talk where you don't even realize it's not even about sex, your uh, your genre anymore. That you're a man and I'm a woman. It's kind of like we're just we're just it, talking. Exactly. You you you're you're able to connect intellectually and have those conversations that 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 stimulate thought and and. Yeah. Uh, you know, just get you to, and, and, and one of the things on, 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 
on my must have list is she must be able to challenge me. And, and I, I mean that mentally, you know, where, where she can make me think and say, hmm, I haven't thought about it like that. What if? And, you know, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's huge. In, intelligence, and I'm going to say this again, folks, intelligence is sexy. And so <laughs> you know, if, if you really want to be attractive to the opposite sex, just you know, fill your mind with good things. And, it, and, and oh God, if we've got time, this goes down another rabbit hole. But it's one of the things that, that I harp on so many times. It's being able to stay in a positive attitude. When you're filling your head with good things, you know, shut off the damn TV and, and turn off the news and, yeah. and start filling your head with good things, good information. Uh, and, you know, and, and with all due respect, the Daniel Steele novels are, are very popular and, and you know, and, and maybe they're not as popular now, but when, when I was married, my ex used <laughs> to love Daniel Steele and, you know, read something other than, than, than <laughs> novels, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been into those, like, romance novels or anything. I've never tried. I, could, I just couldn't do it. I was like, I like like information, like knowledge stuff, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, that's the same with me. I'm, you know, I'll read occasionally for pleasure, but I find great joy in, in learning something new and learning something new about myself. And yeah. Or self-help about. stuff or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I know not everybody's into that, but you know, learn, learn history, learn art, learn, yeah. learn a variety of things, whatever turns you on or whatever's, whatever's, it makes you passionate. And obviously you can tell by my voice, I get very passionate about relationship coaching and, and making people or, you know, helping people move to the next level. Um, it's, it's very dynamic, but you have to do something. You have, I can only guide you. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the guide. You have to do the work. You're the hero of your own story. So you have to, um, you have to continue to develop yourself. You need to, um, again, you know, pick, just go to the bookstore, pick up a book and start yeah. reading and, and start learning. And f again, filling your head with, um, with good stuff, turn the TV off and, you know, and, and for, even for a half an hour a night and, yeah. and watch and, that too much. It'll start making you doubt. Like, you know, cause on TV, they don't really shine positivity too much, you know, and when it comes to stuff like that, it's usually the, the negative, you know what I mean? absolutely the, the and, negative parts and you know <laughs> yeah exactly and that and and brandy that's why i say well for me personally i don't even watch news anymore i, I it's just you know i'll i can pick things up on the radio you know for in a in a three or four minute broadcast and then i've gotten fairly good at picking out what's what's fact and what's fictional fictional and what's what's exaggerated what's not mm -hmm. and you know so yeah. it, it's just you know it's just you know, and half the time they could tell me that there was a volcano um, 10 miles away and I wouldn't know. Because <laughs> I just don't pay attention. Right, you know? right. Uh, so, I, I totally get it. I haven't watched the news like in two days now on purpose, you know, and then I'll tap in. I'll be like, let's see what they're saying now. I tried to tell that to my son the other day. I said, honey, just because they say it, <laughs> you can't, that's what they tell us. I always talk to myself, yeah, that's what they tell us is happening. <laughs> just yeah. let them know, like, they say that, but how do we really? But, and, and, and tell and, us what and they want to hear, what they want us to hear. That, that's exactly right. And then tell them, now go look at the other side. Go, go do some research and see if what they say is true. If it is, great. If not, find out the other details. 
Yep, so, you gotta look, go find out for yourself. I tell people, teach us to go find out. You gotta teach yourself. Absolutely. Yep. So. Oh my, this was just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy, it's been a hoot. I've, yes. I've and I, I, I've, I've loved the conversation, and I apologize if I've rambled on, but you know, oh, I know that's fine. This you get good, me going. Good. <laughs> I had you more. I'm going and it's tough for me to stop. Yeah. You have to have a part two. <laughs> <laughs> anytime. You you anytime you want to do a part two, just just let me know. Um you know, in 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 the meantime, if people want if, if you don't mind, um if if people want more information, you can go to my website, um ricksodabeer.com. It's not like it sounds. Uh Brandy'll have it posted under uh, in the links to the podcast and I've got a YouTube channel and it's, um, I think that's, uh, I never pay attention to that stuff. I just always share the links. Um, it's, it's Rick Sotabeer relationship coach. I've got a Facebook page, uh, my book dating backward. It's available through my website and under Rick Sotabeer backslash Rick Sotabeer.com backslash resources. And then it's also available on Amazon and also as an ebook. So cool. I'll go check that and, out. <laughs> and and if if anybody in your audience wants to uh, just find out more, I have a PDF that I that I offer. No, there's you know it's it's free, and it's the five biggest dating and relationship mistakes and how to avoid them. So that's free for your audience. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. No problem. No problem. I'm definitely going to be, uh, we're going to be reaching out again because I think there's so many, you know, layers. We're going to see what, what, you know, the show and see, you know, the response and stuff. And obviously I'm going to be talking about what I learned (laughs) (laughs) and then, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah. And, and if you, um, if you get if you get a lot of questions, we could do a question and answer segment, or um, you know, from your audience if they've got questions, or if, if if you're, yeah, I'd be happy to happy to interact with you know with your audience's questions and and um, you know however I can help. Thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I'm gonna ask you one more thing, a short one before we head out. Yes, I'm ma'am. Gonna, I'm just gonna say it. Okay, so now because this is one of my sayings. Now, Rick, let him know. If is he going to buy the cow if you're giving away the milk for free? <laughs> yeah, that's you know, and that that goes back to my conversation earlier. It's never um, going to work, huh? <laughs> it well, you know, it it makes it much more difficult. And, and so, ladies, you know that that's and while that I've been 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 verbally beat up by by that saying many 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 years. <laughs> There is a lot of truth to it, and that's what I said earlier. Is when you when you end up in bed too soon, and and again, eighty percent of couples will end up in bed by the eighth date. Think about that: eight dates. You really don't get much of a chance to 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 know somebody, especially if this is somebody you're looking to to spend the rest of your life with. Yeah. You know, hold off as long. And and guys, this goes for you too. I know. It's, it's, it's fun. And, and we, we all love, we all love great sex, but you know, and I know guys feel it too. You, you sleep with somebody and then boom, 
you go into your cave because you you instantly realize, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, and and it, and it's a natural biological reflex. And so the idea is just don't give it away too soon, either of you, um, because the 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 longer the more you spend time getting to know each other, the stronger the deeper your relationship will be. And that's what you want is you want that good, yeah. strong, deep relationship. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's what we're going for. Oh man. I know I do. I've, I've always had, I think I was in denial for a minute, you know, I was like, ah, I'm good. I'm over it, but not really, you know, I don't think anybody ever really is. It's just kind of get tired out or scared or just yep. give up, but not me. <laughs> <Let's> keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be 42 this year, so. <laughs> oh, you're still young. You're still a baby. I turned 63 this year, so. <laughs> oh, there you go. Look at you. I'm looking at your picture. You're looking great. <laughs> ah, well, thank you. No, it's, just, it, it's I gotta, I gotta, I, I can't take any credit. That's all my parents. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's such a good time here. Thank you so much. Oh, Brandy, thank you so much. I've enjoyed it, and and. Um, I, I, like I said, I hope I haven't rambled too long and I've loved our conversation. Not at all. I tell you, I'm like, I'm about to get off. When I get off here and sit down, I'm really, just, you know, play a little music and just get to think in here. I got my list. I'm taking my list. <laughs> there you go. Start making that list. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Put it off what I can do now. Oh uh, yeah. I'll do that today. <laughs> there you go. Thank Good you. for you. Thank you. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to be, uh, Absolutely, reaching out and keeping in contact with you, and you are a fan. You are now part of the uh, Voice to Be Reckoned with family, so you're welcome here anytime. You can awesome. come on and talk, or you know, you know, let us know what's going on, or any type of news you have. You're more than willing. To. So, thank, thank you, you very so much, much, Brandy. I appreciate that. No problem. Thank you, and you enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. I will. You too, dear. All right. Thank you. And there you have it. Thank you, Rick Soderbeer, for all of your information. It was wonderful. Guys, thank you for tuning in. A Voice to Be Reckoned with with Brandy J. Great host. And uh, keep coming back and listening. Couldn't do it without you. So have a blessed day and peace. Hey, everybody. What you're about to listen to next is... Um, some music that I put together for a song that I wrote and I'm sharing it with you here today. So please uh, enjoy. Thank you.